I, I have a feeling that there is a certain aspect of death and danger that really puts us in the highest level of flow state. Hey guys, welcome to the episode. Today we have Laird Hamilton on the mic, one of the world's most iconic surfing legends and top big wave surfers in the world. And to set you up for this question, we we ask Laird about flow states and what he thinks about flow states. Flow states are the hype these days, especially when it comes to high performance and productivity. Flow states help us get into this state of mind that gets us in the zone. That gets us more productive, that helps high-performing athletes perform at levels that are beyond anything that has seen before. And we know in neuroscience that the brain activity actually changes when people are in these flow states. And there's different levels of flow states, alpha, beta, theta, delta, and gamma. And when we interviewed Laird, we talked with him about the time when he surfed the legendary quote-unquote, impossible wave to surf called Chopu. Actually, the technique that he used was what was considered impossible at the time. And I think he did this around 2000, and it was termed the millennial wave. It's in Tahiti, and it is just an absolutely massive wave. So I recommend after the show, Googling Laird Hamilton surfs the impossible wave or the millennial wave, and you can see the experience that he goes through. So I wanted to ask him, you know, when he did this, what state of mind, what flow state did he think he was in? And he responds that he thinks he was in the highest level of awareness or the top level of flow state. That would probably actually be gamma state of mind, which is like an emergency state of mind. You know, tsunami hits, fire breaks out, earthquake hits, everybody goes into this incredible state of flow and high performance to save their own lives and the lives of others. So that is what most people think of gamma state of mind right now. However, unless we had a brain scanner on Laird's head when he surfed the wave, we couldn't tell you for sure because it's different a little bit for every single person. But he probably was in gamma state of mind. That would be my guess. And that's what we like to do with our brain scanner. We have one of the top of the line high-end brain scanners that we can put on high performers and entrepreneurs' heads and measure how their brain is functioning and the type of brain waves that their brain is pushing out on a regular basis and how you can use that to optimize your performance, your behavior, the way you interact with other human beings, the way you go after your goals and achieve those. So it's really such a fascinating technology. I'd recommend checking that out. You can at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash brain scan and learn more about what we're doing with a lot of entrepreneurs and high performers today with those brain scans. But back to Laird really quick. Laird dives in and talks about the importance of adapting new skills and how that keeps us, those new challenges keep us on a regular growth pattern to experience these different states of mind on a regular basis, which then stimulates more brain functioning and also the importance of managing stress and flow states and how we do that, how Laird does that with heat and water and ice and breath work and meditations. So let's hop into it with one of the world's most iconic big wave surfers, Laird Hamilton. What do you, you know, we talk about flow states a lot these days and we Mm -hmm. work a lot with our clients and, and, and friends actually just getting into flow states to be more productive what you know and they say there's all these different levels like uh, neuroscience says alpha beta theta gamma delta where on the spectrum do you think you were at at that moment right like when you went through chopu and then afterwards regarding flow states in my opinion i i just think you're at the highest the highest level 
you know, and I could be corrected, but I, I have a feeling that there that there is a certain aspect of death and danger that is required to put you into the the top one. And I don't care if you're a Hindu monk on a hill. I just have a feeling that the way our systems are designed, because we were constantly being threatened by death, inevitably, mm -hmm. some form of love it, whatever it was um, throughout history. And it's the it's the thing that really puts us in the highest level of, of awareness because we have to, because at a certain point, you're not climbing Yosemite with no ropes or doing anything at this certain level without disattaching completely from you and going into the most present you can be given. Okay. Yeah. There's one monk that's, you know, trained his whole life since he was a child and he can get there. But I think that the, that the situation it needs to force it a little bit. I think there's a certain element that then you need the pressure of the outside influence, you know, and then you need all of those other things where you need all the 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 hours. It makes it unconscious. So it's not yeah. any consciousness. And you need all those other little factors as well with it. I, I know for me personally that that's part of the pursuit of why we look to continue to ride these waves and do these things. And, and I think it helps when you're not as skilled at something, but yet still skilled enough to be in the state, but not skilled enough to necessarily make it easy so that you're mm -hmm. still being challenged. I think you have to kind of keep adapting it because of, again, I think like all the systems that we have, if you eat the same thing, if you do the same exercise, if you, everything's this, the patterns are the same. We, our efficiency makes it that we get less and less and less and less and less from it. And so I think that it has something to do with continuing to intensify it through lack of experience or something. So you need to have something in there that forces the challenge. So either the threat's so great that, that you have to do something that, that you can't do on a regular basis all the time because it's, it would be too taxing. And the fact is, is that you couldn't because it really isn't allowed until you put yourself in that state and you wouldn't do that unless you had all of these other factors contributing. So it's not something that you can just go implement every single time mm -hmm. and, and, and every day. I think there's some factors that have to be implemented into it, whether it's the intensity of your focus before you go in knowing what it is for you. And then you combine the situation that ha that intensifies the sensation on top of all of your experience and all that. But we always, you know, we're looking at flow state. We're looking at working on some things to, to help people get into flow state. We know the benefits of flow state. We know the health benefits of flow state. We know the, that flow state is, is, is something that probably everyone was able to get into on a regular basis, given the fact that if you were life-threatening and you're having to run from a giant bear, it didn't matter if you were a kid or a, a woman or a, a young girl or an old man or whatever, you were able to get into this state and be in a state of, of alertness and awareness and, and, re, and react in ways that you were in optimum. You were at, yeah. at that point optimum, as optimum as you could be, that you couldn't just subject yourself to that consciously unless, again, you were so well-trained, that you, which I, I would think it would be very difficult to even be at that level. We talked about, you know, the, that 
I guess you could say almost hyper flow, like going to Chopu and yeah. getting into this intense flow. But, yeah. you know, just say you're stressed out um, from a day yeah. at, at work or the yeah. house. Uh, any any basic ways you can uh, remove yourself or get out of that, that stressed state of mind to a more peaceful uh, presence or, or light flow state or alpha state of mind? Any intense environment does it. I know. I mean, heat and ice okay. are great for that. Obviously, yeah, heat and nice. ice do that. Just take you right out of yourself. I know water is great for it because uh, the threat of drowning is so powerful that, and also the unweightedness of, of of the water. You're holding, you know, your your breath holding something about no gravity and uh, and no air. Something about that world that brings on a certain level of stillness. You get in there and you're kind of. It's like being in another, you know, and I have some music that plays in the bottom of my pool that you can hear sound and you're, oh, and nice. before you know it, you're just, you know, you're just away. It doesn't take long. You go down there and yeah. do a couple close eyed, you know, breath hold jumps underwater. And before you know it, you come out, you're like, it's like Life a different world. But so I, I look for more environmental stuff. I mean, the problem with any kind of cardio, long distance stuff that can help get you out it's usually the taxation on the system is pretty intense for that. Mm -hmm. And people don't always have the time. I know that breath work, breath work is, is one of the, one of the greatest that you can do. Obviously when you do, when you focus on a pattern of breathing and you get yourself in a nice rhythm and you, you know, you oxygenate your system and then let the CO2 levels rise through breath holding and stuff. That's definitely gonna, that's definitely gonna kind of recalibrate your, you know, getting into real slow in and out patterns that calm you. I mean, that those are all, I think those are all pieces of getting, helping you get into those lower stages just to take you out of your fight or flight, you know? Yeah. Um, or put you in fight or flight that distracts you enough so that you're, you know, <laughs> you're in flow. <laughs> all right. There you go, you guys. Laird talking about flow states and the importance of them. I just want to leave you guys with this. How have you noticed different flow states, different states of mind in your regular life? When do you get those quote unquote shower thoughts, those inspirational thoughts that come to you that are genius ideas? When do you perform on higher levels? Is it morning or is it afternoon or is it evening or is it nighttime? When do you feel you perform at your best? Ask yourself that, review that in your life and see how you can use those flow states more often. If you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe. Leave us a review and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.